All right, Ben, we're here for a book episode. Let's Finally. Do it. Finally. I'm recording right now. I want to ask you a question. In the last episode where we talked about holiness, you talked about <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, not, not the last episode. No, I'm in, we're in the main feed now. Okay. Arthur C. Clarke. I've been really, I mean, we'll talk about it here in this next book episode here, but I've been loving Isaac Asimov, and I think of Arthur C. Clarke as similar to Isaac Asimov. Yeah, same time frame. But I've not read any of Arthur C. Clarke. So what are your recommendations for me? Where's where's some good jumping on points for Arthur C. Clarke? A childhood end childhood's end. Okay. I still can't say that. Is is a good that's a good mo- novel. You know, it's weird. I just went to my library to see which audiobooks are available. It's they have twenty sixty one, three thousand one, but not two thousand one. Then here's some other ones. Let yeah, me ask, the the sequels to two thousand one get progressively worse. Tell me if you like or have heard of or hate any of these books. The Last Theorem. I haven't read it. Sunstorm. No. Nope. Firstborn. No. Nope. Time's Eye. No. Nope. That's okay. weird because I've read a lot of Arthur C. Clarke, but maybe uh, I've read less than I think I did. Here's a collection of short stories, The Nine Billion Names of God and Other Stories. Uh, nope. Okay, that's all that's available at my library, so I'm going to have to go to Audible for this. All right. Or just read. Or, yeah. <laughs> just read. Which I think comes to the crux of this episode. I think... I, I think I might be having a little bit of a problem with it. Do you want to do your? Let's see. Uh, well, well, why don't we do the music? Yeah, it we is. We, <laughs> we can't just throw out the form entirely. Well, maybe we can. What? Should we just do an episode without a title or music? No, because you love saying books. Oh, that's true. It is tradition. It's episode one thousand eighty-seven. Episode one thousand eighty-seven. Books twenty twenty-two. <laughs> Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Ed Anderson. I'm Ben DiVono. We're back. We're back. And I've mentioned in a few different episodes, so I just want to get this out of the way. I feel like I haven't been as excited to do the books episode as I usually am every year. And I think it's there's a combination of reasons. Yeah. Number one, not that I read less. I think I was at, I should have it right in front of me. I think I was at 53. I'll check it before we're done here. So it's not that I was, I was hoping to do 50. Yeah. Uh, so, so you hit your goal. I was around my goal. But the thing I'm embarrassed about is... Just the way life has gone and how things are evolving and changing and being busy, I I don't know for sure, but I think it's almost all audiobooks. It might be, I could check, but I bet it's less than five physical books that we're talking about here tonight from my, from my list. So, so I have a lot of books to talk about, but I do still value reading a physical book more than re, uh, listening to an audiobook, even though for me right now in this part of my life, I'm almost exclusively doing audiobooks. Well... Yeah, so a couple things I'd say to you there. I'd say, you know, I think, and I, I don't want to get into this because it's your your business, but like part of that is being driven by real sacrifices you're making for your family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. so let's. Yeah, like you're talking about with my free time? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like side, you know, side business, that kind of well, thing. that and just like. Side you, hustle. You're just doing a lot time. more driving and everything oh, than yes. you were. And, yeah, spending time with the family. Yeah. <clears throat> right, so. You know, I think you have to give yourself a break, at least on that. Um, and I also think it's it's a common thing. Like it's it's you're not alone in that. A lot of people are spending less time actually reading. You know, but I as I was thinking about this because I thought about this with you. Like I think that you do want to make sure you preserve that, even mm-hmm. if it's less. Yeah, because you've mentioned it before, and I'll admit it builds uh, well reading more will build up the ability to read more and not reading as much yeah i'm losing i I can get it back but i'm losing my ability 
to focus for longer periods of time and sit and just read. And there's another part to it, too. I actually think you need to have your kids see you read. Mm, like, I think that having your kids see you physically read and not just read to them. I mean, that's really important. I'm not trying to downplay that, but actually physically read. So my challenge for you and for anyone else in your boat is pick a period of time that feels realistic. One hour a week, not consecutive, like one hour over a week, mm-hmm. that half hour, whatever it is. And you're going to actually read for that amount of time. In front of them. It doesn't all, say at least a portion of it is in front of them. Okay. But like you're going to read. So let's say you said, I want to read at least an hour a week. Um, 15 minutes of that will be where my kids can see me reading. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not one hour consecutively, but just one hour over the course of the week. You know, if you spent 50 hours reading this yeah. year, like that's something. Okay. That's you a good, know, that's you, a good goal. Uh, so I said it was a combination of things. Some other things that I'll mention is I read a lot from certain series. So if I'm doing a top 10, all of a sudden you've got five books for one series, two books from another series, and maybe one standalone. So that just doesn't feel as interesting. And when I look over at my nonfiction, it's just things that are kind of unique to my personal interests right now. Right. So some business and leadership books and some professional wrestling history books. <laughs> but no marriage books. So that's an improvement. Is that true? Uh, maybe. It might be true. I think you've year. read fewer parenting and marriage books. I actually, uh, we I, did... I may have hit my threshold, although I, I still value those types of books. Uh, yeah, you do kind of recover the same material kind of a lot. Well, and I think we may, kind of made a discovery in the second half of the year about nonfiction books, modern nonfiction yes, books. you're right. Which is that you can read the first two chapters and you've read everything. Yeah. You know, and so that doesn't play well with our completionists wanting to log everything, all of that. But, you know, it's maybe something to get over. So in conclusion, I have in front of me 10 nonfiction, 10 fiction, but I think you had not split yours up so i've also that's right i've also mixed and matched them though looking at my list it feels like they're all fiction right now so maybe i'll just try and find some uh because i did read some non-fiction last year i'd rather just do my fiction and well, then let's just, just do our, your f- and just maybe i could maybe hit get, a few yeah, yeah, of the non-fiction i like that plan let's let's do that because i don't have non-fiction split out either all right you know of course i read who built the moon and, and oh, i think that's, that's an obvious one. highlight uh but yeah so then and then i do have a few worst overall all right ben why don't you start with your number 10 for books 2022 my number 10 was a book called the a night in the lonesome october by roger zelazny so a big fan of roger zelazny is it robert no it's roger yeah roger roger zelazny wrote amber lord of light Uh, this book isn't on the par of those but it's kind of a fun uh novel it's told from the perspective of jack the ripper's dog no (laughs) yeah wow okay and so it it the idea the premise of this book is that every x number of years uh a lot of the different monsters that we know from fiction dracula frankenstein's monster all of that get together and they have a war essentially where what's at stake is opening a dimension to a realm of lovecraftian monsters that may or may not take over the world 
every chapter is a day in October, so there's 31 chapters. Uh, I actually read this twice. I listened to it, and then I read it to my older kids during October. All right. Uh, I really, really liked it. Wow, good recommendation. Yes, uh, solid recommendation. So over on the extra feed of the Sci-Fi Christian on our Patreon page, we are reading through the 100 essential novels uh, based on a poster that Ben bought me a few years back. And it's been great in the sense of uh, introducing me to books that maybe I never heard of or never got to. So my first two books on this list are both from the poster. Uh, so we cover them on the extra feed. Uh, starting out will be number 10, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. Yep. Five yes. stars. I, I, well, I think there's all. No, sorry. These are a mixture of four and a half and five stars. I, so but we cover that over on the extra feed. Yeah, that, that's a very good book. All right, number nine for you. Number nine for me. I'm trying to remember the author's name. Uh, 1Q84. Is the name of the novel. It's a big, thick science fiction novel. It would be higher uh, because a lot of this novel reminded me of something like Twin Peaks. It's very surrealistic. I actually loved most of this novel. And then it has some really weird sex scenes in it. So you feel weird recommending it? (laughs) No, it's just like, and like, I didn't feel, because, you know, uh, I, I'm not bothered, but it's like it was weird because they were comically bad how they were written. So it's like this novel I'm really into, and then you'd hit one of these scenes, and they were so bad. I wish I were not on the uncensored feed because I want to describe them to you because they're they're just awful. So awful. With that in mind, is this a book you recommend? Absolutely, or I do because of the surrealism. Yes. What, yes. What year is it from? Uh, it's recent. It's, okay. uh, so Haruki Murakami, and it's from when was it written? Uh, it's from 2011. So it's it's fairly recent, but phenomenal book. So I gave it four stars. I would have given it five. Um, and in a way, I do give it five because I was highly entertained by those sections. Uh, but unfortunately, it it uh, wasn't. You know, was was not. I was laughing at it, not with it. All right. Number nine for me is another book from the book poster. This is called The Life and Opinions of Tristram Shandy, Gentleman by Lawrence Stern. And again, we covered it over on the extra feed, so I won't go into too much here, but love this book. And I think you like it also. I'm shocked that you read eight books better than this this year. Do you have it high on your list? I have it much higher on my list. I love this book. Yeah, I also love it. Uh, it, It's very, very funny. Uh, It takes a while to get into because I'll just talk about it now. Uh, But yeah, very one of the funniest books I've read. Very dirty, you know. But like subtly. Yes. Because when did this one come? I don't have it in front of me. No, yeah, her 1767. And you know, when an old book is described as being dirty, you don't have to worry, right? Usually. (laughs) Until you hit the Tropic of Cancer. Uh, The next book on the book poster, Ben has warned me. (laughs) Goes in places that you wouldn't expect for what year? 1934. Right? 1934. Boy, is it a doozy. I'm, I'm still really enjoying it. All right. What do you got? Number eight for you? Number nine? eight for me yeah. is uh, David Foster Wallace's first novel. He actually wrote it as a graduate thesis project The Broom of the System. I read this while I was on vacation. Is it as good as Infinite Jest? Of course it's not. But is it terrific? It's terrific. Really enjoyed it. All right. I love David Foster Wall. I'm going to be sad when I run out of David Foster Wall's things to read, and I think I'm close. I still have to get the Infinite Jest, so it's it's all in front of me. It is. All right. So I will tell you as we go through the books what their actual titles are, but 
I'm, can I just do like an intro on my reading with Asimov here? Because yeah, I have a lot of the foundation of Asimov on yeah. here. I started. I actually don't think I started necessarily in the best order. I so that he has. We started just reading Foundation. Yeah, he has a three series: Empire, Robot, Foundation. And for me, whenever I've thought of Asimov, I've always I know he has the iRobot series and the Robot Laws, but I've always associated him with Foundation. Right. So I just jumped straight to that, and I'm right now trying to load up this, which you can do. Kind of, um, kind of, yeah. It's weird. They, he has created his own. Well, he's passed away now, right? He's, he's, yes, he's, he's passed away now. At some dead. point, he created a reading order where he had an in-universe chronological order, and it is all over the place compared to the publishing order. That's and true. I typically like to read things in publishing order. And I, if I could do it over, that's the way I would have done it. So if you're listening to this, and you, I highly recommend his books because I. I love his writing. Uh, his character work really works for me. If but I could do it over, I would read these books in chronological order. If we or but, publish but it counterpoint, order. if we set out to do this, and I said because I I encouraged you to read Foundation because I was rereading it because yeah. the show was coming out right, and if I had said, here's fifteen books. <laughs> Want to read with me? I don't think you would have. So you're saying because I liked Foundation first, yeah. it opened the door. So yeah, so I read Foundation because of the reordering, because of what he did with the chronology. The first Foundation book ends up being book three. So I was talking that way. I read books three, four, and five, which are the original trilogy, which is the best of the Foundation series. Yes. Well, but, you you seem to like book four, even though it's a Disaster. Like and four and five, I really enjoyed. And those, the original foundation came out in the fifties. These books came out in the eighties. Is five foundation and earth? Yes, because I have to object. Well, no. you're saying that you really like that book. Sorry, it's yeah. a. I I know you liked five or four, but I I don't think you even liked five that much. That book is a travesty. Uh, it's going to be high on my list, man. It's a, on this list tonight. It's better than Tristram Shandy. I ranked it high. Oh my gosh! So. That's a murderous book. So that's an anti-human. I feel novel. like we're losing the the audience because this is so weird. But yeah, why don't you just get back to your list? Let me skip to it real quick. So I did Foundation, and then I went and did the. Then I actually went and started reading it in in universe chronological order. So I did all of the robot books and some of the like standalones that tie in, except for I. There's one book from the robots era of books called The Positronic Man, right. which I can only get as a physical book, which I currently have in this house. But I have had copies of it from the library. Off and on since last July. This goes back. Well, to this what is I was your about. one hour a week. I'm trying to work through it. Uh, so that I have technically not finished this goal yet because Positronic Man is still sitting out there. So moving on. Then after Robots, we went to Empire. These books, publishing order is. So if you put these books in his in universe chronological order, the publishing order uh, you actually have. Uh, I know this is confusing. His book three was actually it came out before books two and. Yes. Three. Uh, anyways. Anyway, you liked the series. I liked uh, Foundation a lot. I love Foundation. So number eight for your list. Wait. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm doing my uh, once because once I get this out of the way, I can just say here's okay. an Asimov book. All right. And I'm not going to say anything else about it because they're all over the place. Then there is a the, after the Empire series, we do the Foundation prequels, right? Which I just finished. Yeah, and so now I'm thinking about maybe I would actually get something out of going back and, and now I, ha- I have read those once. Re-listening to Foundation, Foundation Empire, and Second Foundation in light of now having the whole universe history. And I just start again. 
Okay. So I like it. <laughs> In conclusion, I like I, Asimov and, a lot. And I like Asimov a lot, too, but I think you are a bigger Asimov Man, fan than I am at I've this read, point. I think, 18 or more books. That's impressive. And there was only one that I really didn't like that much. So Okay, here we go. And I, I have been reading the Robot series, but you're way ahead of me at this point. With all that being said, I don't want to do too much description on these books as I'm about to tell. I'll just give you the title. Number eight, The Stars Like Dust. This is Empire, book one. Okay. Uh, my number seven, uh, Ursula Le Guin's Lathe of Heaven. Oh, you know what? I want to read this. I, I actually this. think you would like it. I have it on Audible, and it's on my radar. I think you would really like it. It's okay. very surrealistic. Okay. I think it, it's the types of stuff you would enjoy. I'll bump this one up. Good one. Uh, number seven for me, Prelude to Foundation, which is Foundation, book six. Uh, I Wait, read a lo- that can't be right. It's a prequel. That's actually the first prequel. Let's just move on. Foundation book one. Yeah. Anyway. I'll, yeah. Just look it up, everyone. They're good books. <laughs> They're good books. So, like, they're, you're in one of two camps. You've either read some or all of these, and you're more or less tracking, in which case you don't need us to correct it, yeah. or you're hopelessly lost. I know. It's it's confusing unless you have the book orders right in front of you, which I happen to. Eh, whatever. <laughs> so I read a fair bit of Kurt Vonnegut this summer, or listened to a lot of them, uh, and the one that stuck out to me the most was Bluebeard. I, yeah, of course, I've read like Slaughterhouse yeah, Five. That's the only one that. I've read. But yeah, Kurt Vonnegut, terrific. I really enjoyed Bluebeard. What was the other Vonnegut book that you liked that it had pictures alongside Cat's Cradle? Okay. Oh, no, no, at Breakfast of Champions. Okay. Yeah, I, I've, I'd like to read all of his stuff because he's he's so funny. All right, book six, The Naked Sun. It's Robot Book Two. See, it's just easier. I got the Asimov I, stuff out of the way, and I can just... I did like this one. I have read this one, and I, I did like that huh. one. I mean, that guy's kind of a wimp because he can't go outside, but... So, so you and I had this plan to cover the Foundation series, cover the Robot series, cover the Empire series. Do you think we'll do it someday? Well, I think you were listening to them, which is a yeah. fast enterprise. Mm-hmm. I was reading them to my children. I get it. Which was not. So where... I can't remember where you are. Are you I in the Robot I've, series? I've read the first three Robot books. The fourth one is horrible. So I think you should just, we should just review the first three and then you can skip the fourth one. You can't read the fourth one to your kids, I think. Or is it no, the third no. one that you couldn't read to yeah, your kids? Yeah, I have read that one. Third I read one, the third one. one got dirty. Yeah, really dirty. I thought for sure you'd want to cover that on the show on the Uncensored Feed or something. Well, I don't remember it well enough right. now. Okay. Uh, five for me, All Quiet on the Western Front. I've not watched the new movie yet, though I want to. I know it's nominated for Best Picture. But man, what a book. What a book. Uh, just the the horrors of war. You know, there's not a lot of great World War. World War One gets kind of has a little brother syndrome compared to World War Two. You know, Hitler just just towers over everything. But World War One, you know, uh, all quiet on the Western Front, of course, told from the perspective of the German soldiers. Uh, just a horrific, horrific read. Um, and I mean that in the best possible way because it's meant to be a brutal experience to read it, but. Very moving, very powerful. I, I loved it. All right, number five for me is from the Dune series. And in case you don't know, listeners, we're doing a deep dive on the whole Dune series written by Frank Herbert. Once we'll, we get to... We'll be starting chapter hours very soon. Like in the next three weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, once it gets to his son's books that continue the series, we're going to still review them, but not the deep dive style. A shallow dive. So because we've done the deep dive, we actually only read two Dune books last, last year. Did you know that? Right. We read... Well, I won't say them because they're both on my list. So starting out with number five... Heretics of Dune, Dune number five. It's a terrific book. It, it really is phenomenal. Maybe we should call it a, a shallow slide as compared to a deep dive. I like that. Like we're just sliding on the shallow slide on Dune. Yeah. And the, what are the hunters, hunters of Dune. Dune. You're right. 
Number right. four, Ben. Number four for me, Cormac McCarthy's All the Pretty Horses. This is a great book. I know was, I, I was familiar. I haven't seen the movie. But I was vaguely familiar with, with the movie, and I thought it was just about cowboys having sex. It's not. Uh, I love Cormac McCarthy. I do like listening to him more than reading him because he has a vendetta against punctuation for reasons that escape me. He never uses quotation marks in his books. And it drives me nuts. So I actually prefer listening to Cormac McCarthy. But this is part of his Border Trilogy. I finished the second one, The Crossing, which is good. Not as good as this one. Uh, but All the Pretty Horses, great, great coming-of-age novel. Uh, really moving. He's such a good writer. Like, like I uh, people compare him to Hemingway. And I think that for the first time I got that, reading All the Pretty Horses. We actually have... Uh, he's on the book poster okay. uh, with Blood Meridian. Uh, so when we get down there, maybe we'll have to... Uh, read Cormac McCarthy. Do you know, I'm behind on scratching off the books over reading on the book poster, so I gotta get to it. Right. Let's get we gotta I, I did just uh check out the sound and the fury. Yeah. So even though we're so we're doing a double header for this line that we're currently on. So listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, check out the extra feed. Yes, but uh all the pretty horses, phenomenal. All right, number three. I think you're gonna be disappointed. This is my number four. Higher than Dune, and now you've got me second guessing that I make a mistake on this list. I have the if you say foundation yeah, and earth foundation and earth book five of foundation now i'm looking at the list here now we got foundation How? let me just say this foundation i these numbers are wrong on my the list that i made to share with you audience because i can see this is actually the seventh foundation book it is the second of the sequel series that came out in the, in the 80s oh my gosh do you hear that? Yeah, series of se- my even watch, series man. My watch just started yelling at me. As <laughs> it should. Uh, so yeah, this may be a mistake because I love Dune. I don't know what to say other Foundation than Foundation and Earth is trash. This is a horrible novel. Is there something I didn't like about Heretics of Dune? I can't remember because I I made this list weeks ago, like uh, like maybe six weeks ago. We we planned to do oh, this episode. So fun- anyway, oh. but I will say this about uh, Foundation and Earth. This was the book that made me start to regret skipping ahead because. In the grand scheme of the Asimov chronolo- chronology that he, yeah. he created, this is the second to last book. And there's a character in this book who's prominent in some of the past books, and it went over my head. Yeah. I didn't get it at all. And then you explained to me, oh, that's a main character from these other books. So I know that you probably would hate this idea, but I kind of want to now, I already said it, go through the original trilogy and then go on to the prequel, sorry, the sequel I mean, I don't hate the idea. I just hate the idea of you rating Foundation and Earth, which is a trash. It, like, I actually hate this novel. Mm-hmm. I I forget what I rated it, but I, I don't think we've even talked about this one in on the show. Oh, I know we did because okay. we fought about it. Then that's that's when I explained the whole thing. Uh, but I I hate 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 this novel. I'm sorry. Oh, I know you had some philosophical differences with where he yeah, landed. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a murderous. Which isn't the reason I hate it. I hate it because it's poorly written. But you know, it's it's a it's a murderous tome, anti-human tome. Hate it. Hey, you know what? I just finished. You know, maybe I'll talk about it next year. I'm sure I will. At books 2023, the very last book in the whole Foundation universe is a standalone that right. has just very extremely loose connections. Like so loose, you almost don't even. It's not even worth mentioning. And it's a time travel book, so pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also hate it because it it like makes it where the Selden plan doesn't matter at all. Nothing matters. Foundation and Earth didn't matter. Well, you know, I'll go back and I'll re-listen Garbage. to these five books and I'll let you know if Garbage my, my rating changes. I hated it. So sorry. All right, Ben, number three. <laughs> I don't feel like you're sorry. <laughs> uh, my number three was Heat 2, More Heat. 
It's actually not called more heat, but <laughs> it should be if there is any justice in the world. But Michael Mann's prequel slash sequel to Heat, holy crap, is this a good good book? I wait. Does this movie exist, it. or is not, it going to no? Exist? It's he's he's allegedly going to film so he, it. Wait, did he write the first Heat? There's no first Heat. There's wait, just the movie. So he wrote a second novel. Yes, and he Godfather twos it. So half the novel really? is prequel, and half the novel is sequel. And it's so good. Really? I love this book. I didn't know Michael Mann was, was an author. He has a co-writer. Okay. So, it, yeah. Only thing I'll say is I started out listening to the audiobook, and I gave up five minutes in because the, you know, like the movie trailer voice, in a world yeah. where there's yeah. heat, like they, <laughs> that guy narrating the whole book. It was unlistenable. So it actually did drive me to actually read it. And it, it was so good. I... I hope that they, the only shame is that, you know, of course, Al Pacino and, and Robert De Niro are much too old to be cast in it. Uh, but you, you know, do an HBO miniseries of this. It's like, it's, you know, every part vacillates between being a prequel, sequel. It sets things up. It, I love Heat so much. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. And this book only makes it better. Wow. Heat uh, 2, more Heat. Amazing recommendation. I loved it. Number three for me, it's a book by Blake Crouch, who I first became aware of because I enjoyed the TV show Wayward Pines, right. and he had written the books, which I never read. And so then I started checking out some of his other books, and Recursion, when's Recursion from? 2019. This is a... Uh, I see you making some faces. Do you, no. do you have any thoughts on the... Uh, I, I have no you, opinions have you, about Blake Crouch. Okay, good. Uh, I'm trying to think about what I want to share about this. You know, there's elements of the things I like, time travel multiverse what's right. really happening i don't want to spoil what's actually happening but there's sci-fi elements i enjoyed uh and i give it five stars recursion all right number two for you tristram shandy yeah i love this book i mean it's <laughs> i guess that foundation and earth over tristram shandy is one take hey i it's a bad take I'm trying to be more polite towards no, okay. dis opinions it's, I disagree with, it's totally but fine. I'm failing because it's a bad take. I I can't explain exactly how I came up with this exact order because I I'm looking at these ratings. I can see the actual star ratings I gave. I only gave three of these these books five stars, and it's my top three. All the rest are four and a half. Even Heretics of Dune. Yeah, it's fine. Foundation and Earth should be. I gave it two. Okay. And that was probably generous. You know, it's four and a half. I mean, they're all four and a half. I could probably mix and match it. So if you want me to say. Tristram Shandy. And I don't want you to. I want you to own your mistake. Like, don't try to weasel out of it now. Your list is your list. All right, number two for me. Robot book one called "The Caves of Steel." That is a good book. Except that guy's kind of pathetic because he can't go outside. <laughs> Which is again, if you haven't read the series, you don't. It's just kind of sad. All right, number one, Ben. What's your number one book of last year? Uh, American Pastoral. Now, are these all first time reads? Yeah. From from Norman Mailer. This because was, the, the my number one book you've read before, but you're not you're not mentioning it. So you that that's why I wanted to specify. These yeah, are these are all your, first time okay, reads. Yep. So no no rereads on here. Man, but yeah, we talked about American Man, American Pastoral. So good. I'll just say we talked about on the extra feed. I disagree with you on this one. I, I think I felt did. ho hum towards it. Yeah, I don't think I hated it, but I, I didn't get as much out of it as you did. Uh, this this book is incredible. Just a pressure cooker of a novel and and people use that 
to be like, well, it was sure exciting when those terrorists hit. No, this is like just puts you in an emotionally devastating situation and makes you sit there. It's I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Next next year, I'm sure at this point, we'll both be saying at the same time, number one, one, Tropic Tropic of of Cancer cancer. by who? Henry Miller? Henry Miller. Just tune in and find out. All right. My number one book is one of the best Dune books out there. God Emperor of Dune, book four in the series. Man. And the conversation has been provided us with by his research and his notes. And I mean, I could go on and on, but he takes something that's a fiction book. I'm talking about Ben here. Not Frank Herbert, who I guess is also to, to blame. Right. Or not to blame, but you know what I mean. He, we have to give him some of the yeah, credit. he gets some credit for yeah. writing it. So uh, Ben walks us through tons about philosophy, religion. Uh, well, and of course, just the Dune series in general. I really enjoyed doing the deep dive on God Emperor of Dune. Well, Matt, your, your top ten list had some mistakes. It had some things that made me angry. We had some harsh words along the way, but I have to say you ended it in a good place because, yes, God Emperor of Dune is such a masterpiece. It's so, so good. You want to just throw out some random nonfiction in no particular order? Yeah, let's do it. I'm just scanning my list. Uh, Same. All right. Have you ever heard of the birth order book? No. Uh, It's about birth orders. Yeah, it's subtitled Why You Are the Way You Are by Kevin Lehman. And it's essentially about how Oh yeah, how your birth order has a big impact on your personality and the choices you make. I do have five. Uh, <laughs> I do have five nonfiction. I just had to scroll over a little bit. Uh, well, I'll throw out first. Yeah, so go back and forth. Uh, this one just sort of no particular order because, and I'll I'll just say no particular order for all of them. Uh, you could put this one in either category: fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Hunter S. Thompson. Isn't that fiction? No. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> Kinda. I uh, that's it it it's both. Alright, uh, here's a here's a business book called Effortless. Make it easier to do what matters most by Greg McEwen. Uh, I can't I, I think I'm not gonna be able to give too much description of the nonfiction books. I think that Greg McEwen just gave all the description we need. Yeah. Uh The Soul After Death by Seraphim Rose. It's, he's an Orthodox uh, theologian. Uh, and this was uh, if you listen to uh some of the kooky Christmas stuff. On uh, Sleep Paralysis, I brought up some of this. Really good book. Here's a book that we both read. You actually, well, you read some of it based on my recommendation. It really, I don't want to say impacted. It struck me in a way that made me really think through some things. It's called But What If We're Wrong? Thinking About the Present as If It Were the Past by Chuck Cloisterman. You enjoyed the beginning and then he he lost you. I hated this book. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I'm right to say you enjoyed parts of it until you hated it, right? I mean, I, I like the concept and that he completely failed to bring it home. All right. Uh, I have Masters of Doom, which is about the creation of id software and Doom. Uh, terrific story. I've got a book called Storyworthy, Engaged as a subtitle. Engage, teach, persuade, and change your life through the power of storytelling by Matthew Dix. I, do you, do you think that like with with some of these you just have to read the yes, subtitle? That's exactly <laughs> it. I was like, do I have to say anything else? It, 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 that's a very long and descriptive subtitle. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, I read a book called Basilica, which is about the construction of St. Peter's Basilica in mm, the 13th century. Cool. Phenomenal book. Really, really, really good. Another book by Greg McEwen here, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And I like that one so much that actually led me to go read Effortless. All right. Uh, of course, Fingerprints of the Gods, which if you listen to Kooky Christmas, you're intimately familiar with. I only have one more left other than Same. I will say... I'll admit I enjoyed some books about professional wrestling. And I enjoyed one book about comic books. I'll, I'll I'm, I'm not going to criticize you for those. I'll mention this one. I have two more then. All of the Marvels, a journey to the end of the biggest story ever told. This guy read up until whatever year he wrote this book. I don't have uh, maybe 2018. I should go check. He read every single issue mm. of every Marvel comic ever and then tried to kind of talk through the story that Marvel had been weaving together, even though, no, I like comic books, right? But even though these are books written for kids with no plan to someday have them be like repackaged and shared as like a, a I mean, it's comic books are way different now than they were right, in right. The, in originally. Uh, they were throwaway. They would retell the same stories because they figured no one's going to remember that story from a year ago. Well, this guy took the time again to read through every. I mean, thousands of hours, and then try to outline the overall arc. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I enjoyed the I book. Mean, is there a word that combines impressive and pathetic? Okay, here we go. I just got, that's it. I got the details. The book came out in 2021, and he read 27,000 issues. Crap. Individual issues. That's crazy. Uh, how long? I, I wish he'd said here in the description how long it took. Okay, so there's that. And then one last business book, which I think you probably heard of. I think most people have. The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business, Charles Duhigg. And that brings my nonfiction reads to an end. Uh, 4,000 Weeks is one I, we should highlight because we both like right, that. That's right. Yeah, that's another one where you can read the first two chapters and be done. But those first two chapters can be life-changing yeah. in that one. But the last one I wanted to highlight was Smoke Hole by Martin Shaw, oh, which we talked about. That had to be your number one yeah, nonfiction read. Yeah, it was was just a phenomenal read uh any least favorites for the year you know i didn't prepare any least favorites I I, try. i'll give you four all right i'll try uh, to see if i can find something fast uh for neil stevenson who i love termination shock his most recent novel uh, i wish it would have been terminated several hundred <laughs> pages earlier uh the Crying of Lot 49. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> you liked it because it was short. That's not the same as liking a book. I've like, never you liked admitted the that. Absence of the book. I've never, ever admitted you that. You did. You 100% have. It was just a one selling point. You liked it because it was short. I think, like, I could hand you a, a, a pamphlet. That doesn't make it a five star <laughs> read. Um, number two, Eat Like a Human. This is a nonfiction book that I was reading when I was. Uh, busy losing weight last year and was thinking about nutrition uh this guy has no concept of how to actually make things approachable for other people and i love extremists but you know holy crap like you have to have a full-time job just to eat the way he's recommending idiot and then my wow. least favorite book of the year <laughs> But what if we're wrong? Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. That guy was such a bad author. I really think it's worth reading, listeners. It's not. The, the premise is terrific. I love the premise. And then he completely falls over his own face on it. it it's, it's a sad book. So I checked. I read 59 books in 2022. How many did you read? 112. Nice work. And that's uh, with, you know, audiobook in there. I'd say probably about 
Yeah, I can see. Well, I don't know exactly how I actually read. I would guess three to five. But uh, guess what? I checked out my ratings. I rated nothing lower than three, so I don't think I have anything to mention as worse reads. All right. Any any goals for this year? I always try to hit about 50 books. Um, I cut back on my comic book reading, so I th- that when I do have free time to just sit and read, it'll be more physical book. Uh, I've been thinking, you remember in 2016, I want to say, I read every book I owned, and if I decided right. not to own it, I just sold it at half price books. I think I want to bring something back like that, but not this year. Not, yeah. not 2023, but maybe, you know, Des and I have been talking about moving eventually. Maybe when I move. It'll be time. Uh, yeah, it'll be like a good time to like see what books do I have. I don't know. So I'm, I'm thinking through decluttering and like really just keeping my favorite books. I don't know if I'll actually, last time I tried to read every book, this time I might just yeah trim down my collection. Yeah, that's a good But call. I mean, it that should then lead me to reading better books if I've, trimmed out some of the the Get things that aren't as worth yeah. yeah uh for me i i probably want to read about 75 books but my bigger goal for the year is less about quantity than i have picked out what i call babs b-a-b-s it stands for big blank books uh which okay. are huge books okay and i want to read one of those a quarter so the, for quarter one i'm reading war and peace oh wow okay um uh, which is going to bleed over into quarter two a little bit then quarter two my babs is the devils by theodore dostoevsky uh in quarter three i want to read count of monte cristo and in quarter four david copperfield wow okay uh outside of war and peace which i read as a teenager i've not read any of those before Hmm, I could see myself joining you on maybe David Copperfield. Yeah, they're big books. Uh, it's Charles Dickens, right? It is. Okay. What, the Dickens? We should start a series. I should start that earlier. What was your quarter three book again? Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, I mean, I love that movie with James Caviezel. Is Jim Caviezel? No, James Caviezel. I think he. How do you say his name? I think he can go. I think he goes by Jim. That movie is great. If the book is anywhere near as good <laughs> I mean, as the movie, I mean, you know, we can only hope. Are it's you a, a long book though like i, I have because i've seen the movie too and it's like a two-hour movie the book's like 1200 pages you know i just think about goals i don't know if this is a goal so much as i believe that by the end of 2023 i will have read the whole dune series yes well, i think for like sure through seven we'll finish because we're up to chapter house yeah we're not, we're not gonna read all the other garbage but yeah we're gonna do a deep dive on chapter house soon then we're just going to go ahead and read hunters and sandworms yep and they'll be done with the main Dune series. Yes. So that's that's a good goal. Um, I've been. I don't even know if I could say it's a goal with Asma because I've pretty much knocked out most of the things. I, I am interested in seeking out more though that I haven't read yet. Uh, what else do I got here that I like? Oh, I mean, I we've talked a lot about like Homer. Are we doing Homer this year? I think we'll get to Homer this year. I, mean, I would love if we do. I, I guess I don't know. And I guess as a just a general goal, the book poster initiative we're in the middle of yeah has been great and it's really producing a lot of uh uh good um, I, I don't know how to put it i, I think i said it earlier i'm just coming across books never even heard of i probably would never read unless you got me that poster so it's it, been a just, winner let's just keep pounding through that list i agree all right listeners i think that's it should we hit the music let's hit the music ben i didn't want to do this episode but you know getting yelled at for a half hour you know actually pretty fun a few compliments in there <laughs> Just as a note, the highest you complimented me is when I said you did a great job on those episodes. <laughs> no, I complimented you well, for that, but then also for your choice of God Emperor of Dune as your top book. Regard, uh, uh, our, our material aside, good choice. Yeah, thank you. And um, 
you know, doing books 2022 or 20, yeah, and then movies 2022 reminds me, you know, this is one of those things that we just kind of do every year. And listeners may have noticed we did not do a beginning of the year listener appreciation. It all worked listener, out. What, listener appreciation Jubilee. We didn't do it this year. I think I still want to do just the best episode of the year. Yeah. I think we're going to eliminate all the other categories. We'll do that sometime. So watch for that sometime in the first half of 2023. Yeah. All right. That's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben Devoto. We're with the Sci-Fi Christian. Signing off. Goodbye. Nice. See, I told you we should do books. That was fun.